Amen. Good morning, church. Tell you all right now, it's okay to say amen. Amen. Thanks be to God, the Lord of the dance. I invite your consideration on the theme as we consider the gospel this morning. Everything has its place. Everything has its place. Just this week, I found myself faced with the choice of adhering to the law of the land or wondering if I were to be delinquent with the extension of my taxes, whether God's grace would cover me. Well, I knew the answer to the question. I didn't have to search deep down inside. It was as clear as possible. Besides, if I did not willingly submit to the law of the land, you might have read about me in a tax evasion scandal. God forbid. Yes, I thought I thought I would have found more comfort in the extension process for the Internal Revenue Service until it approached the end yet again. From April to October, I don't know if anyone else had that kind of angst this week, but I had a friend in seminary say to me once, the day after tomorrow is always Sunday. So for the preachers, that has special resonance. My dilemma this week was reinforced when I considered the gospel passage for this week. I said, God, really? Really? So it was that reminder. It was that reminder that I had not only filed for an extension. I didn't want to neglect my duty, but I'd let and I'd allowed all the distractions of life and family come and wreck my world. I was off kilter, and so I had to press hard to get it in on time for the extension process. Have mercy, Jesus. Yes, congregation, we have found of late Matthew's gospel, saturated with stories of entrapment. In the sixth chapter, Jesus tells us, no one can serve two masters. He shows us there is a battle of loyalties at stake, and this was not the first mention of it. In his book, Sundays in Tuskegee Chapel, James Earl Massey wrote, choices are like legs. They give us movement and help us to get on with life on our own terms. Choices are also like doors. Through them, we enter into new areas, although we are then shut off from where we previously came. Choosing has to do with a with making a selection between alternatives. Deciding about a matter, giving preference to one alternative over another on the basis of some plan or criterion or end that is envisioned. Choices, he says, are necessary and inevitable. They are awesomely personal and decisive, and we often need help in making them. Yes, Reverend Massey's statement would suggest that when we are faced with choices and make none, we are not moving at all. Thus, we become stagnant, or God forbid, just simply plain out stuck. 
I don't know about you this morning, but I am not willing to sign up for being stuck. Like so many of us here, I am hoping to continue moving forward. Action, forward action in my faith and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Speaking of moving forward, I I remember as I considered this text and praying to the Lord as a little girl and being a part of a covenantal communion there was this covenant among Baptists, a covenant that we recited that included the following. We engage by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love, to strive for the advancement of this church in knowledge and holiness, to give it a place in our affections and prayers and services above every organization of human origin, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrine, to contribute cheerfully and regularly as God has prospered us towards its expenses for the support of a faithful and evangelical ministry among us, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel throughout the world. Yeah, that one came back. It came back biting because it asked the question of me, how do I then show that I love God above all things? A part of the Christian's response to the call of God is to give with regularity and cheerfully in the manner in which God blesses us. That's right, it varies. No one person receives the same, but are we all who are called to follow Christ giving according to the blessings we're receiving? Yes, this story today may have been another botched entrapment attempt But Jesus saw right through the hypocrisy of those asking in an almost patronizing manner. Simply put, they didn't have a leg to stand on. He said that he saw in them a lack of insincerity, a lack of sincerity. So yes, he saw their insincerity, he saw their inadequacy, he saw their inauthenticity. Jesus saw this phony sense of righteousness presented by the religious leaders of his day. And yes, their phony sense of righteousness in that moment left Jesus with a case of righteous indignation of his own. Yes, while what they were saying was true, Jesus teaches the way of God and shows deference to no one. The intention and the motivation undergirding these words were not filled with truth, love, and sincerity. Therefore, Jesus calls them hypocrites. That's where it stung. Yes, that's where the gospel will sting. If you have to ask yourself which way to go, then yes, it might be a stinging matter. You see, many people attempt to compromise and give God less than full allegiance. Jesus here carefully reminds us of this as he is seen doing throughout the Gospel of Matthew. This is not the first time he's trying to show us one of the same lessons we've seen earlier on. Not only have we seen Jesus escape entrapment before by the religious leaders, remember we have heard him talking about money before also. When presented with the Daenerys, he took offense to the image of Tiberius Caesar, son of Augustus the high priest, However, his question in return suggests there is a place for everything, and everything has its place. 
What is it that bears God's image? Hmm. Contrary to the attitude of some who consider their own wealth as evidence of divine favor, here Jesus turns this seemingly partisan question on its head, pun intended. If he had advised them not to pay, he would have been charged with sedition. On the other hand, if he had advised them to pay, then he would have been responsible for not upholding the law of God. Yes, they gave him a choice. Yet Jesus, in his full humanity and in the fullness of his divinity, knew that with what he'd been presented with, he didn't have a leg to stand on. Where should one's loyalties lie, in the nation or with the Almighty? To ponder this question means you see the very personal way even the Christian man and woman of the 21st century wrestles with the age-old notion of separation of church and state. Yeah, it's still debated. They're still arguing that. And may never come to a conclusive resolve, but Pastor and Professor Bruce Epperly asserts no nation, no flag, or anthem deserves our ultimate loyalty. Jesus clearly shows us that there is a reality of an empirical regime in conflict with the reality of God's reign. So give unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, and unto God that which belongs to God. When we consider God's reign, we remember that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Yes, his words today remind us that we live in the world but are not of this world. Sometimes it's hard to discern for some people. Yet it is precisely this argument that Jesus is promoting in this great debate. He shows us how the church is called to lead in the world becoming a dialectical counterbalance to society and a non-worldly phenomenon, as one scholar would say. Uh, a non-worldly phenomenon? Hmm. It's hard to live in that tension sometimes, isn't it? In wrestling with this particular reading, my husband and I were in a conversation about this and it took him to, he's in his stewardship month already, it took him to his trip last year to Ghana, his first visit. And he was preaching in the cathedral in Wioso, and he said he'd never experienced anything that he had as an opportunity to experience there. He said when he preached after the preaching, there was a moment to give their tithes. And he said when it was offering time, it was something that he never had the pleasure of living through before, but they celebrated in such a way that every person, man, woman, boy, or girl, bringing forth their offering to the baskets, as they came forward, they danced, they sang, and they shouted with great glee. He said, I never experienced this. He said, I thought I lived in what is considered the most wealthy, progressive country in the world. And I have never seen this in the churches in America. Hmm. I said to him as I considered my own visit, I told you to get ready. 
I told you to get ready. You would never have any basis for comparison. And so last night I said to him, wouldn't you pay thousands of dollars at this very moment to go and be in Africa tomorrow just to experience the offering? It was a great time that he had and a great memory that it conjured up for me for my own visit there and celebrating in the ways in which we know that God has blessed us, the ways in which God has kept us, and to know that all that we have has come from God. So let us be careful to give unto God that which belongs to God. And so, sisters and brothers, as I stand this day, I'm reminded of just one year ago, almost exactly to the date, I remembered a message that I preached in this very place that gave me a moment to reflect upon the life of Barbara Jordan. So as I call us in this moment to conduct a personal inventory, you don't have to share it with your neighbors, let us be reminded of her words. Barbara Jordan said, we live in this world in order to contribute to the growth the development, the spirit, and the life of the community of humankind. I'm encouraged by her words as I remember every person who walks God's planet Earth today is a steward. Some are good stewards, careful, caring, attentive, compassionate, thoughtful, committed, and generous. Unfortunately, some are poor stewards, careless, wasteful, thoughtless, inconsiderate, self-centered and hurtful. Everything has its place and we cannot learn to become good stewards unless someone is willing to trust us first. So when presented with the question Jesus received from the religious leaders today, what direction will you take? Are you willing to go left or go right? Choices, you see, are like legs. Now one must consider... Must I go left or right? Whatever the case, choose ye this day whom ye will serve.